Hello, friends. This is episode three of the Remarkable People podcast. Today, our sponsors are Tell Staffing and HR. They do payroll, workers' comp, human resources, employee benefits. Their home office is in Pensacola, Florida. However, they have a footprint in 16 states. Uh, if you're looking for a giant international and personal company, that's not Tell. But if you're looking for a company that's qualified and solid, um, and you're not just submitting your time, but you're building friendships and relationships and making sure you truly have the best for yourself and your organization and your employees, that's Tell. So from the payroll you submit each week or time period to the benefits your employees are getting at a reasonable cost to running your organization the way you want to, not the way someone else tells you, that's Tell Staffing HR. Our other sponsor is personal friends of mine after we did business together. You're, when you buy a house, you have to get a pest inspection. So I went ahead and got my pest inspection on three properties, mm -hmm. our home, my mom's home, and another home we bought. Mm -hmm. And this gentleman at Pest Safari, not only did they do their job exceptionally, but they found things the regular house inspector missed and saved mm -hmm. me thousands of dollars. So if you need a great home inspection, if you need termite or pest control, termite treatment or pest control, um, Pest Safari, if you're local, I know this is more of a national broadcast, but if you're in the Pensacola Gulf Breeze area, Pest Safari is the way to go. But today, thank you to our sponsors, but we are now moving on to the show, and that's why you're here, right? So I am very excited to have as a guest, James the Golden Fist Cisco. The Remarkable People Podcast. Check it out. Remarkable People Podcast. Listen, do, repeat for life. To give you a quick backstory, how we met right. is we were over at the Island Fights, right. and I see this gentleman dressed remarkably, just <laughs> to the T. And I thought, this guy is not a poser. He's a real deal. Mm. And as we're watching the fights, I'm listening to him interact and moving his chair and lean forward. And I'm like, all right, this guy's definitely got fight experience. <laughs> so we start talking, and I find out that he is not the average human. He is quite remarkable. And we're going to get into that. So thank you, Cisco. Welcome. Welcome. All right. Thank so you. today, I just want to make sure we're going through as God leads our hearts and right. how you feel you want to share your life. I've uh, done my research. I feel like a stalker. I think I know more <laughs> about it than I should. Um, but uh, let's, what we'll do is just go through your past, okay. where you're at today, uh, where you're going in the future, what the vision is, and then how people can connect with you and join up and you know serve together. Yeah. So let's start with your past. Where do you want to go? I heard from the part literally when you were born, the day you were yeah. born, all yeah. the way through today. Yeah. How would you like to start? Well, we'll this? start a little bit. We'll just hit a little bit uh, of everything um, from my past before I was born and then when I was born and and growing up as a young kid and then my teenage and move on up from there. But um, the name of the book that I'm working on, my, my bio, is uh, I was motivated by the motivator. Um, nice. I've been uh, called the motivator for about 50-some years. Um, I started um, uh, 
my mother said I was dancing before I was walking, you know. So um, I started, when I got into the martial arts, I took my dancing uh, ability and coordinated it with um, the martial arts. So by the time um, that uh, Billy Blanks came out with Taibo, I had already had been doing the motivator. And um, matter of fact, I was... Um, training myself and I would go in the gym and walk up to the manager and say look can I use the space right now nobody's in there I just want to go through my routine and stuff like that he said, yeah go ahead and so people had watched me what I was doing and they went to the manager and they said can you get him to teach us what he's doing right there and I said he said I'll try and uh he called me in his office and he said, look, he said, there's a lot of people watching what you're doing in there and they want they want, they want, want to see if you would teach it to us. I said, look, I'm not an instructor. I says, um, I said, I just, I'm a fighter and I train my own self and everything. I said, but if they want to do what I do, yeah, I'll show them how to, what I'm doing. And that's what got me started as, uh, as the motivator of doing cardio kickboxing, cardio advanced dance, uh, cardio boxing, um, and uh, and that's how I got started, you know. But anyway, going back to before I was born, and how this name uh, I was motivated by the motivator, the title came about. Uh, my mother was uh, a professional dancer and singer. Oh, I didn't know that. And she performed um, like four nights a week at this nightclub. And um, and this was what area of the country? This was uh, in Allentown, uh, Pennsylvania. No, I'm sorry, not Allentown, Pennsylvania. Um, in South Philly. Okay. And Maryland. Very nice. Yes. And um, she was. Um, uh, and so you know she was a, a professional dancer and everything. So what we did was, um, well, what she did, uh, they. She was dating my father uh, at the time. They weren't married, and um, they were off and on. Their relationship was off and on. It wasn't no steady thing. And um, when she wasn't around him, she could keep herself together. But as soon as he would come around, she would start drinking, you know, and uh, drink excessively where it would really danger her life. And uh, she was going on stage one night after him and her had started arguing and he walked out and she always had some some wine stashed somewhere, you know. So she got wasted before she went on stage. And, you know, when she went went to go on stage and they told her, you know, two minutes, you're on stage. And she went and she sat, stood by the curtain and um, she uh, uh, when they introduced her. She did this run. She this was her trademark to run out on stage, and right when she get a certain place, she would jump and do a, a, a split. Well, she overran the stage and fell right on the the, the floor, and uh, it damaged her pelvis, and um, so she had to be hospitalized and everything. But 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 while she was there, they found out she was pregnant. And um, so she had communication, um, you know, not communication, she had complications 
um, through their whole pregnancy, trying to save the baby and everything. And um, finally, uh, she was about to have the baby, and she called my dad, and he came and picked her up. And it was raining real heavy that night. And um, they um, got into a car accident. He overran the, the, the stop sign and ran across the street and hit a big tree. And her, what I was told that her and I, sorry, let me see, let me make sure. Um, she, um, yes, they, they, they got in a car accident. So um, she landed, went through the window, the windshield. And um, the things that um, happened, he, he, his head hit the, the steering wheel. So they had the accident. And um, they, when, once they got him in the hospital and everything, and um, they saved the baby. Um, but... Uh, they had to put me in an incubator, and uh, they said they could hold me with one hand, you know, hold me in one hand. Um, so um, they didn't they didn't let me go for a while. And my mom, she was released, but I had to stay in the hospital. So while I was in the hospital, um, she uh, they went they they gave me away. To another family, and um, just a mix-up. It was hospital. just a mix-up in the hospital. Yeah, and um, when my mom came to pick me up, and uh, they went to give her the me. It was she goes, "This is not my baby." <laughs> they go, "Yo, this is your baby. It's got that name." She said, "No, this is not your baby." So they did some research and everything, and the lady that really had me. This was pre DNA. Yeah. This isn't like you could just. Yeah, right. It ain't, yeah, <laughs> it's not like today. Yeah, yeah. This is back in fifty fifty three. You know, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so they they uh, the lady saw that the baby was not taking her milk. Um, and it was just crying, 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 crying. So she finally brought the baby back to the hospital and they found out that it was a mix-up, blah, blah, blah. So finally they gave my mom uh, her baby and uh, they uh, we went home and everything. And um, my father just, you know, just left. You know, he didn't see her anymore. So my mom was the youngest child at the time um, in the family. So she was the baby girl of everybody, you know. So um, she had three three sisters. It was three sisters and one brother. And she was the baby. So all of them took care of her, mm-hmm. trying to keep her straight, you know. And um, Roughly how old was she? She was uh, she was in her twenties. In her twenties, young twenties. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. No, she wasn't. She was 16 years old. She was 16. She years was old. 16 years old. Okay. Yes. Yep. Because the birth certificate says my mom was 16. My dad was 60 some years old. Oh, that would be statutory rape even then. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. So it is, it, and so so my family was trying to keep my mom 
on a tightrope, but he wasn't working. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't working. No, it wasn't working. She did everything she could against um, against the, the family. And I was born a Lee because, uh, again, she wanted to go against the family. The family is a Cisco. Why do you want to call him a Lee? You're not married to the man. She did it anyway. So on my birth certificate, I'm James Edward Lee. Um, so I had, when I got old enough, I had to change my name to Cisco. Um, but anyway, so... Um, and I can understand that. Just you know, my mom and dad weren't married. Yeah. And it's kind of strange yeah. how it plays with your right. head. Yeah. You think, what should my name be? It's like, <laughs> right. God, you know, what do I do? So what's on the birth certificate? Yeah. What do you want? Right. It's, it's yep. kind of messes with yeah. your head, right? It does. It does. And then uh, for a while there, I had it, James Edward Lee Cisco. Nice. Um, I, Too just, many names, man. It just man. kept messing with me. No, this is not good. Blah, blah, blah. So I said, no, that's it. Um, uh, no. So I changed it. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so um, as I was growing up, you know, my mom was in and out of rehabs and stuff like that. And um, while she was doing that, you know, I'd stay with another relative. And just, I was all over the place, all over the place. And um, but I remember being home with my mom. And sometimes I would wake up two or three o'clock in the morning and something would say, go check on your mom. And either the house would have caught on fire because she left a stove on and food and it got mm-hmm. caught on fire or she'd be sleeping in bed and smoking a cigarette bam there we go again and you're well, young yeah five years old Taking this care is of your mom. five years old yeah. and um um or sometimes i would wake up and she'd be she wouldn't even be in the house and i'd walk down walk out the house and check down the street and she's walking down in the middle of the street stoned out her head and I would remember I remember a couple of times I had to tackle her out of the street keep from getting hit by a car you know so and you know being like that I mean hardly any food in the refrigerator I mean a lot of times I would open the refrigerator nothing in there but ice cubes you know so by me being a dancer I take my little beatbox and my little cardboard go down in the corner and make me some money dancing, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's how I kind of got myself through school and, and everything until, you know, um, I think I was 11 years, was 11? Nope, I'm sorry. I was 16 years old, 16 years old. And uh, I was, nope, I wasn't 16 years old yet. I was 12. And I was adopted from my mother to my uncle. Okay. That's what I was told, and that that stuck. That story stuck until I turned when I wanted to change my name, and they said, "No, you can't do that. Your name was never changed." I'm like, "What do you mean? Your name was never that because your uncle didn't adopt you." I'm like, "What? What is going on here?" And so that that was a harder way reason another way why I really wanted to get my name straightened out because it was just a mess with me you know and now if you don't ask who was that man oh he was my uncle he, he was, was your he uncle. was my sister's brother but yeah. it was never officially but no no what was what happened was he was in care he took they put him in my care they put me in his care yes but he didn't adopt me 
Okay. And I didn't find that out until I went to, you know, change my name. So did you always feel like, no matter what was going on, there was always that kind of, you didn't know what was real? Like, you almost like, everything you were told, you almost had to question everything, and there was never that stability? And then the other thing was, once he took me in, I was pretty much a slave. And I hate to say this, he was my uncle, but I was pretty much a slave, because what they did was, he had a crew, he was a crew leader, Mm -hmm. and... um, he had about 60 people on a camp. And so I had to wake up every morning early before going to school, help cook, help make sandwiches, and clean the dishes before I went to school. And then once I got out of school, if there was any sports or anything I wanted to play, I had to go home first, clean up the house, the kitchen, and then I could go back. Wow. And that was from 12 on. 12 on, till I got 16 years old. So, well, not that it's right or wrong, but while most kids are screwing off, (laughs) (laughs) you were being more adult than adult. Right. And I mean, he had chickens, pigs, horses, everything. I remember remember getting hit, kicked by one of the horses because I was brushing him. And I guess something stung him, man. Boy, he knocked me. (laughs) He hit my shoulder and I went flying. But it didn't hurt my shoulder or anything. It just, I hit my head. Um, but, yeah. So I was preparing you for the future. Yeah, he, yeah, he prepared me, yes, for sure. For kickboxing. Yeah. So, anyway, um, I I ran away when I was 16 years old. Okay. Uh, but before that. Uh, and, by the way, you're still in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. I'm in Pennsylvania at this point. Okay. Um, so, all life to this point, Pennsylvania. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I was in Al- I was born in Chestertown, Maryland. Okay. And then, uh, so we ah, were... Ah, because your mom's 16? Yeah, yeah. Gotcha, because that's yeah. the legal age there. Right, yeah. So, um... Sorry, I'm from Boston, so... You are? Okay. Yeah, I'm from Boston, yeah. yeah. That's where everybody yeah. went when they eloped at yep. young ages. <laughs> at Maryland, they're known that's for two the things. That's the way it is today, man. Yep. Oh, my God. Yeah. But anyway, um... And so we left there when I was about nine, and we went to South Philly. So I was in South Philly for a long period of time, not a long period of time, uh, I would say two or three years, because I guess a, a great uncle was part of the Black Panthers. Okay. So that's how I got hooked into that situation, and I got into the gangs because, to me, it was like family. I didn't have a family at home except mm-hmm. my mom. So I wanted to, and I was a, I was the best dancer out there. So we used to battle for, for blocks, you know, block, you know, battle for a theater, battle for a store, you know, corners here, corners there. We battle. And they would always save me for last because they know if they have a tough time, you know, Cisco was going to, you know, bail them out. And so I had a lot of, uh, different um uh gangs trying to get get to me mm-hmm. you know um all the time so it was rough uh, it was it's one thing being in the gang but when you got other gangs is totally mapping you out and they want you they got to get rid of you so they can oh like so it was it was tough so my mom eventually moved from allentown from 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 uh, south philly and went to allentown and um, we were in Allentown for a couple of years, and 
she said, I got to get you out of here because now you're getting ready to do the same thing that you're doing in South Philly. So she moved me. Well, my uncle moved me after he took over. He moved me out um, in the country. Okay. And I went to uh, Northwestern in New oh. Tripoli, Pennsylvania. And um, that's a big change of atmosphere. Big, big <laughs> change. I was the only black kid in the whole school until I was in the 11th grade. And now there, like where I grew up, everybody was, there's one race, the human race. Yeah. Did well, they accept we, we, you no, just fine? We, yeah, I had yeah. no problem. Yep. No Praise problem God for that. It just yeah, depends on the region sure. of the country. Yeah. yeah. And I was, the be- I was the fastest on the track. I was the best basketball player, the best baseball player, <laughs> football player. I did it all. And then they wanted me to run cross country. I hated cross country. I don't, I don't like to run long distance. <laughs> I don't want to run either. Like, you, you're fast, so hurry up and get out there. That'll give our team. <laughs> I'm like, you're like, okay. I'd rather stand and fight. Yeah, I don't, don't want to run. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, 16 years old, um, I ran away. And I went, came to Florida. And um, at, at 16 years old, I got a job here as a short tail. Uh, 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 call, they call it a short tail foreman. But what I'm doing is anything the foreman needs done, as far as setting up in the mornings and stuff mm-hmm. like that for the crew to come in and start, that's what I had to do. Okay. I had to get the lumber where it's supposed to be or this need to be work here and and uh, let the guys know where he wanted to start it and all that stuff. I did that for a while. What part of Florida was this? This was Delray Beach, Florida. Okay. Okay. So not up in Pensacola Panhandle. No, okay. no, no. Delray Beach, Florida. And um, so I went to night school during the night and then I went to um, and then I went to work during the day. Until I got my GED. Nice. And then um, I went to Northwestern, uh, not Northwestern, I went to New, uh, uh, Indian Town uh, uh, Community College. Okay. And I also was, down in South Florida? Yeah. I was working for uh, 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 Community Action Council. And I got to uh, be an assistant teacher. Um, but I had to go to that college to get some, some, some credits to get my certificate. Okay. So I went there for that. So I did six months of that and got my certificate, um, for, um, uh, to help teach, um, can, uh, 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 three to five year olds. There's a name for it. Early childhood education. Yeah, there you go. There yeah. you go. Yeah. So, um, and that's that's what I that's what I did for five years, and I turned out to be one of the best teachers. I every year I got an award because I was able to teach the kids more than the normal teachers was, mm-hmm. you know, and things of that nature. And um, so uh, then I went. I got my. I wanted to go back to college and everything, so I went to Pitt for two and a half years, and I did a walk on because my mom got really sick and they weren't expecting her to make it. So she so went back there to I be went near back, her. I went back to, to be near her. Okay. And, um, it's a tough town. You got some tough. strong men yeah. determined. Oh yeah. So, um, 
So I got to go to Atlanta to uh, try out for uh, the Chicago Bears, and I made it. But I wasn't there two weeks. Boston, at the time, it was Boston Patriots. They picked me up because they needed a, a punt return man. I was the fastest. They said I was the fastest guy in the league at that time. See, God's always been with you. He's Russia's the greatest team been, in the world. Always been. So, <laughs> um, so I went. Uh, I got to New England. Well, now Boston, but yeah. in um, I played in three games, and I took a hit in my spine, and it cut all circulation from hip down. So now I'm in a wheelchair for nine months. Wow. So the money that I did get, you know, because they was, I didn't like what they were saying. They said, you're not going to walk again. I'm like, I don't want to hear that. Yeah. And so I took the little bit of money I had after I helped my mom uh, and moved back to Delray Beach. Okay. And I, I open up. And when you say before you go on, yeah. this wasn't like today where you have multi-million no. dollar contracts. And no, 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 no. Yeah, this is no. like you're yeah. killing it right. for for good money, but not but necessarily. Not, no, there is nothing like. Nothing you can retire on. No. Mm-mm. And then you're paying forever. Yes. And you're like, tough luck, have a good day. Right. Okay. So I just want to clarify no, that yeah, for the audience. No. If they're not familiar with sports, back then it was, Oof. yes, it was yeah. a different world. It right. wasn't the prima donnas. And, and, you know, I didn't get drafted or anything, so I didn't get that kind of money either. Yeah. I did the walk-on thing. So you got for a per-game feedback. Yeah, then, I got right? paid per game. Yeah. So if I got hurt, that was it. Bum, bum. <laughs> yeah, you Bye. play, if not, and that's, and that's the reason why I hate football, because they threw a lot of us out. They just threw us to the curb, you know. Um, but anyway, um, so I had enough money to open up a fitness gym, a Nautilus fitness gym. It was the, it was the first Nautilus fitness gym in the South Florida area. Uh, the head, uh, the headquarters at that time was in Deland, Florida. So there had been no Nautilus facility south of that. Okay. And I was the first one that opened it with a guy named Lee Guthrie. Um, and this is why you're in a wheelchair. Th- yeah, this is why I'm in a wheelchair. Okay. And um, so I'm getting people in and stuff like that and people signing up. And so this chiropractor came in and he said, uh, what happened? And I told him what happened. So he goes back to his office. He comes back and he says, you know, he says, I just feel like I can help you. He said, but you would have to come to my office for the next six weeks for like two or three times a day and I said well what do I have to lose okay you're right around the corner I'll yeah, right on over get my arms yeah, working so, so I did that and and, after, but, and just be, again I don't mean to no, keep cutting you off no, but just okay. to get the backstory, this was after two doctors told you you will never, never walk, walk again. again it wasn't never, you might not no, or you might it's no, you will never walk again nope no. And so um, I, uh, I. Um, Do you think he was crazy at first? <laughs> you don't know. You talking to me. <laughs> but uh, so when he told me that, I'm like, okay, what do I have to lose? So, sure enough, I was going to him three times a day. Sometimes I like, you want me extra day, <laughs> extra time? <laughs> but um, that fourth week, the fourth week, and this is this is so so. I don't understand. 
while those doctors up there was so against the TENS unit. Because mm-hmm. that's what he used. Yep, the electrical the stimulation. Unit. That's what he used. And every day I'd go in two or three times a day, bop, bop, bop. And boy, he racked that thing up. I couldn't feel nothing when he first started. But then after a while, I start feeling little tingles here and there. And then I start feeling tingles in my hips and my thighs. I'm like, we're going somewhere. This is it. And, you know, after about, I would say, maybe three months, I was learning how to walk again. That's amazing. Yeah. Learning how to walk again. Now, had he to this point have any success with other patients? Was this an experimental process with you? I mean, he, he used it little, but the people never had, wasn't in the shape I was in. Yes. Yeah, I was like, the, the that was the one. You know, he'd never, God told him that. He says. And did he ever explain his thought process? Like, was he trying he just, to reconnect well, the nerve synapses? Said, well, that's what he said. He says, there's got to be, a, there's got to be the only thing. He says, this is what I want to do. He says, if this doesn't work, then they're right. But I don't think they took enough time to work with the nerves. Yeah, and remap them. Because you got to remap them, wake them up, and get them to do what they're supposed to do again and get them to connect again. And that was the thing. you know. So every day I went in there, I'm praying, <laughs> nerves, come on, get it together. <laughs> you know? And your mind. In my mind, it's yeah. It's so strong. Yeah, for sure. And so uh, after three months of getting to walk again, and uh, he says, what are you going to do now? I said, I don't know what I'm going to do yet. He says, well, he was in the martial arts. And he mm-hmm. says, well, you know, I think you need to get in the martial arts. It's going to help you balance, help you focus, you know, uh, strength. You know, it'll strengthen your ligaments and stuff like that, you know, because you're already, you know, going to be doing a, your, your weight training and stuff. But I think that you need to... Uh, mobile your muscles your, your, and everything so I said okay so I got into martial arts yeah, you're right once why not and I became the eight I became the number one point karate fighter in the state of Florida and then and how long did that take you that took me three three years so you went because from- I went from white belt to black belt in five years wow in five years and you went from not walking not to walking. white belt yes yes that's just yeah. amazing yeah and um, and how old were you roughly at this time when you won the championship? 20, I was one. I was twenty four years old. Twenty four years old. Twenty four years old. Okay. And um, out my aikido, and I was taking five different martial arts. I was taking Nisi Gojuru, which is Japanese, uh, Budokokan, which is Okinawa Korean. I was taking uh, aikido hapkido karate um, from Tom Monningham, who he was in charge of all the movies that came in the Southeast United States. Wow. So he trained his students how to do not only stunts, but security as well. And that's how I got to get into movies and stuff like that. So, um, and that's how I got to do my, all of my vices, the 21 Jump Streets, the B.O. Strikers, Smoking the Bandit, Funhouse, Angel City, Dogs of War, Cops, Great Streets. I mean, you've been in just, more movies than some people watch. I'll just boom out anything. And then I'm, I'm doing commercials. I'm, I did. Uh, glass cut commercials. I did grape nut cereal commercials. Yeah. And I thought they ain't going nowhere. Someone called me in Colorado. They said, Cisco, what are you doing? I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> we watching you on the TV right now doing a grape nut cereal commercial. I'm like, all the way in Colorado. <laughs> like, 
That is awesome. But um, and you're just doing your thing, just doing my thing, man. I'm just whatever <laughs> you know. I was the I was the I was Mr. Mr. Beach. This was in Palm Beach County. I was Mr. Beach five years in a row, and because I did that, uh, I was I got hired by this uh, agency, and I was doing com- I was doing commercials and modeling um, surfboards. Mm-hmm. All I had to do was stand there with a surfboard. Did you even surf? And I'm getting three hundred dollars an hour, you know. For... <laughs> Did you even surf? I ain't touching the water, Jack. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man, I, like I just would not stop. And I got to dance with Michael Jackson. I did Thriller because um, uh, when I did, I did a episode on Miami on Miami Vice called Little Miss Dangerously. And back then, Miami Vice was the biggest show on television. Yeah. I mean, it was just boom, yeah. it's the thing. Yeah. And I'm training some. I got to train Don Johnson. I got to stop him from smoking and stuff and getting him getting him ready um, because they, I don't know. Yeah, I know. Miami stuff. back then, I, I understand. Oh we don't need to go into that. Bad. Well, but anyway. They weren't so, known for purity no, back then. No. So anyway. Um, They're not known for purity today. No. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I was, it, this is a funny one. Uh, I was doing like uh, three or four episodes, but I called my mom and she says, what are you doing, baby? I says, well, I'm, I'm doing Miami Vice now. And one of those episodes coming up soon. I didn't know which one. Well, it was the one of Little Miss Dangerously where I was a stripper and I was tied up on an expose in the nightclub. Oh, oh. And, mom- and this girl's whipping me. She called all her church friends. Oh no! So they're watching this. <laughs> she was so embarrassed. She goes, "Why did you tell me?" I'm like, "I didn't know which one was coming." On. But our awesome. church friends was laughing. They go, "Yeah, look, go James." <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. That but, really is awesome. But yeah, man, I got to the point where I had like two, three di- dance companies. I had a dance company called For Your Body, For Your for your eyes only no for your body only because there was a movie for your eyes only Mm -hmm. so i call it for your body only and then i had another one pepsi pepsi cola poppers there was a breakdance popping uh uh team okay and um um and then uh and then another one uh that i had god what is the name of the other one but anyway um so i got them in movies with me and we did knights of the city with uh, Samus Davis Jr. I mean, oh, they wow. had a whole list of uh, uh, big people, all mm-hmm. celebrities was in it and stuff like that. Uh, uh, Ice T, um, D, all these guys was in it. And all that was back guys. again during the yeah, 80s. Yeah, we filmed most of it in Miami. Yep. We filmed most of it in Miami, Little Miss Thing, uh, Knights of the City. And um, I got a Bible from the uh, Pope um, because. We did a lot. We got a lot of young people into that movie. Mm-hmm. You know, I went out on the streets and looked for dancers and stuff like that because we, we needed a lot of dancers for the movie. So I was going to all the neighborhoods, all different kind of neighborhoods, you know, getting everybody. So at the end, when we did the, um, we did the, the, the party at the end, um, the Pope came and uh, awarded me uh, a Bible. And how did that happen? Like, what where well, was because the connection? What happened was uh, because I was in their neighborhood going through trying to get a lot of the kids out of the street. Gotcha. 
he felt that that's that was that was that was good. That's a huge honor. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, but yeah, it's like uh, I just I just I just didn't stop, man. Didn't stop. And then uh, I got to uh, I got a call, and Madonna's uh, guy at the time. Uh, I broke his arm or something. Grab that for you. And they needed they needed someone to stand in and uh, and take his place. And this was in Miami. And at that time, I was the hottest dancer in the area because I did mm-hmm. all this. I did the solid gold dances. I was a solid gold dancer. Seventies and eighties. Yeah, that was massive. yeah. One of the girls that I danced with, she's a preacher now, uh, here in Pensacola. Oh, really? Her husband is a Greek. A Greek pastor uh they have a church right up here big church yeah really uh, yeah that's interesting yeah and uh so um, so and the other thing too that's interesting is you are at what point did you become a christian at what point did you trust christ well i trust christ because during even, all this, even as a kid because that was one of the things that my mom made sure mm-hmm. every sunday you go into church mm-hmm. she didn't go but she made sure i went she wanted to and so I sang it. in church and did, you know, uh, so I was gone, you know, and um, so, everybody knew. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. So I was everybody gonna say, so. knew I could sing. So uh, I got to cut my first record when I was 16 years old as well with a guy named Samuel Washington out of uh, Allentown, Pennsylvania, called um, Baby Come Home. And I was his backup singer. And he got, he was, that number, that song stayed number one for like nine months just wow. because there was a kid that was singing back up. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and then after that, you left and went to Florida. After that, yeah. So it's just like, what's interesting to me is the entertainment industry. I'm not bashing the entertainment no, industry, no. but it's a reality. It's, it's, there's more drugs, there's more sex, there's more yeah, morality oh, because goodness. they have so much money. It just draws right. to it. That's right. So you're going through all this, and I don't need to get into your personal no, nitty yeah. gritty, but right. you not only came out of a rough situation, yeah. you went into a hotter pan of yes. temptation. Without drinking. Smoking, yes, that's right. Doing drugs. I know. Yeah, it's just yeah. crazy. It's the only thing I can do, I did have an addiction. Yeah. And that my that, that addiction was women. Women. Yeah. It was women. And I don't I don't um what I'm I don't want to say I'm I feel bad because I got seven kids, but they were they were blessings. Mm-hmm. All of them. None of them are doing anything wrong, you know, from the oldest to the youngest. And I thank God for that. And uh, he's been protecting me and protecting them. Um, and they're smart as a whistle. They all look good. All of them could be models. My my oldest daughter, um, she's a, a, a model for Disney. And she... Um, small company. Yeah. Small, small organization. Company, yeah. And she has uh, her and her fiance. They're called the Swades. She plays the ukulele and sings, and he plays the stand-up bass and sings. And they bust out. I mean, everywhere they go, stand-up crowds, you know. Um, That's awesome. uh, She's also in the fitness, you know. uh, She does kickboxing, teach kickboxing and stuff like that. And and that's what my baby girl, my baby girl wants to be after her oldest sister. But... um, but yeah, you know, <clears throat> I did all these things, man, because that was my motivation to not go through what my mom went through. 
you know. Mm -hmm. And I promised that I would never let my kids go through, even though they were from different moms and things of that nature. And I tell you, at a, at a point in my life, if I saw a woman smoking or drinking, I don't care how pretty she looked, whatever, I'm going the other way. Mm -hmm. I didn't want nothing to do with that, you know. So, um, and I remember dancing. <clears throat> if you're dancing in these nightclubs and these big shows and stuff like that, and people want to buy you a drink, I had to learn how to say accept it. But the bartender would know who I was and knew, okay, he just wanted orange and cranberry juice. You know, <laughs> nobody knew there was no alcohol in it. That's and, I, I'm not kidding. Whenever yeah. I go on business trips, mm -hmm. I'll have cranberry juice because people. Oh, if yep. you don't, oh, yeah. I don't. I'm not ashamed. Yeah. But if you don't, people almost hurt. They're trying oh, yeah. to be nice, but they're always asking you. They're always That's harassing right. you. Yeah. But you throw an orange juice or cranberry juice down, they think you're drinking. They leave you alone. <laughs> yeah, so, hey, sure. if you need a tip of how to That's avoid right. the tip, there you go. I'm yeah. glad I'm not the only one. Thank no, you. You help me. But, yeah, so uh, after um, the football thing and got into martial arts and uh, – Now you won the Karate National Championship. And I won the, I won the, I won the U.S. Open, which – that was the first U.S. Open, and they were giving out the world's tallest trophy. It's in the Guinness Book of World Records, nine feet, seven inches tall. And um, I remember waking up like after 12 midnight because they had so many fighters that the championship went till after 12 o'clock. And I was sleeping behind the curtain on stage waiting for my fight. And finally they woke me up. And I found out who the heck I was fighting. Oh, my God. <clears throat> okay, I wasn't a kickboxer at that time yet. I was just a, a point karate fighter. And the guy I had to fight for, for grand champion, he was 6'3", weighed 280 pounds. And I tell you what, that guy could hit hard, kick hard. and But the only way I beat him was I had speed. And because it wasn't a knockout fight, I just got my points and I got out. Boom, 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 boom. I'm out. I'm and gone. He's trying to kill me, you know. Oh, absolutely. So by the time he gets that, I'm, I'm out of the way. And I got my points. And that's how I won. Now, let me ask you a question. Yeah. At that point in your life, how big were you? I wasn't. I was I was about 165 pounds. Because I had lost all that weight that I had playing football. Mm -hmm. so I was 225. And I got all the way down to, to, to 165 pounds. Okay, but and in, had to work my way back up. For our audience yeah. that's listening that doesn't know fighting, yeah, giving up, you said two eighty to one sixty five, yeah. roughly one hundred and fifteen pounds. Yeah. That's a small person. <laughs> um, if you know physics, force equals mass times acceleration. <laughs> all right, that person can hit very hard, very hard, and it doesn't matter if you are the toughest person in the no world. Matter. A twenty pound difference in a fight, it's it's is huge. It's huge to give up a yeah. hundred and fifteen right. pounds yeah. is massive. massive. And another thing I want to go back on a touch is during that even. Up until 15, 20 years ago, yeah. till the mid 90s right. and late, really early 2000s, mm -hmm. people focused on usually one discipline or then rotated to That's another. Yeah. You were really one of the pioneers of yeah. mixed martial arts right. because you were not just right. training in one discipline, right. you were getting That's the right. advantages of the And didn't even realize it. Yeah, you didn't realize, didn't realize it. You were doing went, mixed martial yeah. arts. Right. So I find that yeah. as I love fighting. Yes. I, I love not to be fighting. I hate judo, but I had this judo instructor and oh my God, I don't like to be grabbed. So I stayed in it just enough to get all the holes and stuff. Blah, blah. I'm like, I'm out of here. Because I don't like to be grabbed. Why does somebody have to grab me before I have a <laughs> 
take myself. No. See, and I'm the actual <laughs> opposite. I love wrestling and jujitsu. Yeah. And the judo mentality. I love that because I, I watched it. Yeah, I'm too short. I'm five nine. I'm a little Italian man, so I need to be able to jump in close yeah. and take you out. Because if, if it's somebody who's six eight, I'm screwed. I know, I know. too much right. reach for That's me. Right. So yeah, so that we're opposite. But you're also a lot. But more I do talented. have a secret that God gave me. What's that? Stand. Just put your arm out. Now, how tall are you? Five nine. Five nine. Okay, so we're the same height. Okay. But watch my reach. This is what God gifted me with. Yeah. Okay, so I'm putting your arm where you're... Okay. okay. Can you guys now, see this? Yeah. Now watch where my hand going to go. Bam! Oh, 81 reach. 81? So I five. freak people out. They got to touch me. I already knew my arm was longer than them, so I just made sure they just barely could touch me. I knew that was a knockout right there. And again, let's just explain this for the audience. For those listening who can't see the camera, what I did is I put my left hand yeah. on Cisco's shoulder. Right. And if you're in a fight, the person and, and who controls the distance usually wins. <laughs> and he just can literally put his hand to the back of my head, which that is how you punch. That's right. So explain. I, I, you can do a much better job, but that's a huge deal. It's a huge difference. And, and that's the reason why in fights, you always they always put the, 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 uh, the uh, what am I looking for? You know, the height, the weight, and this, and that, exactly. and the reach, the and everything. And I always look at the reach. That's <laughs> one of the first things. I don't care how heavy you are. I want to see the reach because I want to know, especially if I'm training a guy mm -hmm. and he's getting ready for a fight, I want to know that other guy's reach. I got yeah. T-Rex arms, man. Yeah, you so kill me. <laughs> I'm screwed. 81 inches. So, That's why I take you to the ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So go on. So now you've gone through this. You're in movies and music. And you I had I had five karate schools, my smallest school at the time. So you started opening schools? Yes. Okay. I my smallest school had two hundred and fifty. That's the smallest. smallest. Wow. Yes. My largest one, I had a nine thousand square foot uh, building and I had over eight hundred students. Man, that's huge. So and how, what was your active? Like out of 800 students, was that active 800? It was active eight, um, Not like a health club no, where no, you no, have 5,000 no, but only 20 show no. up. And they, all of them were paying by the year. So the money was, it was, I had no problem with money. Yeah, praise God. When you're good at something, the yeah, money comes. Yeah, and then um, I had three homes. <clears throat> I had a home where nobody would come to my home. It's my family. Mm -hmm. And then I had a home if I wanted to throw a party or something. That was my party home. Mm -hmm. And then I had a home, like if my f uh, family or good friends come to visit or whatever, they would be able to stay there. So That's cool. Um, you had like your yeah. little sanctuary, you had the public, and then but you had... But my home was my home. Right. I just felt that's, that's just what I wanted to do. I had 11 automobiles. What did I need with 11 automobiles? <laughs> you know? And, um, and then the city got after me because... People uh, in the neighborhood was like, this guy's always throwing parties. I did not throw no party at my house. But because they saw all those cars there all the time, they thought I was throwing parties. Your so cars. I had to start getting rid of some. <clears throat> but, um, but yeah, so this is, this is what happens, and this is what I do now. I go into school systems, and I talk. Hold on, before you go on okay. to the present. That, okay, okay, we've, okay. We've okay. got a lot about you. Yeah. But you went from the point... How did you go from karate points to kickboxing? Okay. Because so, that's, I mean, you're, you're in right. the Hall of Fame. Yes, for right. those of you who don't yeah, know, right. he's not just a one time champion. No. You're, correct me if I'm wrong, eight time champion? Eight time. 
Yeah. Eight-time champion, yeah. Hall of Famer. Yeah. He's right. got some skills. Yeah. And so I've been inducted in five different martial arts Hall of Fames. Uh, the uh, Martial Arts Museum Hall of Fame in Texas. You have the Soki sh- uh, Ship uh, uh, um, uh, United States Hall of Fame, um, which they already gave me two. And now they just called me this month. And they want to give me another one. I don't even know what it's for, but it's August the 30th and the 31st in Orlando. So I have to show up for that. Wow. Atlantic City has the, uh, the uh, uh, what they call it? Uh, this is where all the movies, all the movie people that want uh, stuntmen, they mm-hmm. want fighters, they want, they come to that one. And that's where they pick up all the great fighters and stuff like that. And I've been inducted in that. So I got to go there next year again. Um, um, I also got uh, awarded um, the Film and Martial Arts and Music Hall of Fame. You know, Uh, I got that. So, you know. So you've truly had a remarkable life. You've I've had, had a remarkable life. It's yeah. been an amazing to see God continue to bless you yes. in pretty much what you've put your mind right. to in all these areas. And so now that brings you to today. Yes. What's going on in Cisco's life today? <clears throat> today, I, I, I fall back. It's a whole new chapter in my life. And God is saying, I need you to do more in the community. So I went down to Panama City and I talked to, I stopped in there one day and I'm like, wow, I didn't want to leave. I don't know if you've no, ever been there. before or after the hurricane? This was after the hurricane. After the hurricane, okay. Just, and again, so listeners know. But I went there for the reason, that reason. For because the, I was working down there. I was doing security at Lowe's, uh, Ross, I, you know, they had me at all these places doing security to keep these people stealing stuff and everything. And so I just stopped in there one morning to get a cup of coffee. I'm like, somebody told me, you got to go there, man, get a good coffee. Well, I walked in there and I didn't want to leave. And I, I sat there, drank my coffee at the coffee shop there. But then you walk, they had about, I would say, uh, 1,500, 1,200 square feet of extra room where they could do uh, concerts. Mm -hmm. You can come in there and sit, um, read your Bible, do a Bible study. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kids could come in there and do their homework if they're in college or whatever. Uh, They also had J1s in the back that uh, they had living quarters in the back. And explain what a J1 is. J1 is uh, kids that come from other countries to work here. Mm -hmm. And um, they have to, they're supposed to have a sponsor. But mm. the problem is, is a lot of companies. Yeah, and they screw them over. Yeah, and just that we're thinking something, but basically, it's very hard to get a sponsor when yeah. you're coming from another country. Right. And when you and do, in their you defense, don't know if they're a good sponsor. Exactly, and yes. you don't know also yes. if that what the individual is going to work out. Right. It's a ton of paperwork yes. and government yes. red tape. So yeah. truly, on both sides, right. it's very difficult, yeah. and you get the government involved, and right. you know how that goes. That's it. We yeah. love, I love That's God, right. I love America, but we got a bureaucracy. Yes, for sure, for sure. <laughs> so anyway, so, so J1s anyway, are the so people, the J1's the being people. Put yeah. up. But anyway, um, so I just did not want to leave there. And I'm like, we need something like that in the Okaloosa area. Really, we need one everywhere, but... Um, so I came back here. I came back to uh, 
I keep saying here because I feel like I'm in Destin. <laughs> but I, went, I came back to Destin, went and talked to the mayor. I went and talked to my pastor. And he says, Cisco, we do need one there. So uh, the only thing that I'm going to do different is I'm going to make sure that we're going to have we're going to have a fitness gym in ours because if people you want to get them right for a job or whatever, they got to get in shape. Mm-hmm. They got to they got to be in shape. They got to they have. And then there's also going to be uh, a study room for some people if we need to counsel them or whatever. We need a counseling room. We need that, that room. You know, so licensed counselors who are. Yeah, they don't just have a degree, but no, they have success they, in life yes. themselves. Right. Yeah. So, um, so I got I got that working right now. I, I got that working right now. I'm got that going around town and everything. Um, and the other thing is um, young kids. I I've always I mean I've taken kids out of the street and raised them with my kids. I got five kids right now. Well, they're grown ups now, but. I took a girl that was 13 years old. Her dad was a professional boxer, and he got killed in a car a motorcycle accident. And her name is uh, Jenna Shivers. And now she is cowboy because her dad was cowboy Shiver. Now she's cowboy cowgirl Shiver, and she won the women's bantamweight championship. Really, in boxing, yeah. But she can kickbox. She can do MMA. She's a. I got her doing stunts. She's a professional stunt woman. She, she's a fire woman. I mean, this girl don't stop. Mm-hmm. You know, she doesn't stop. And it's all connected. That's what people don't get. If yes. you think you can just be intellectual or just right. be spiritual or just be physical, yeah. that's not how God intended no. it. There is an absolute correlation to it all. And you know, that's where that's where you know that I been going in the streets and, and picking up these kids you know I got a kid that was uh, he was put out of every school from Cincinnati to Florida and he was in um, the detention center and I used to go in the detention center and I used to do uh, motivation speaking in there and this one kid came up to me afterwards and he says I want a box I'm like okay so when will you get out and he says I got about three months. And so, sure enough, I said, well, this is what you do. When you get out, come see me. Well, sure enough, his probation officer brought him to me. She goes, I think this is a good kid for you. Legit, not just a talker, a doer. Yes. And sure enough, so he was going to church with me. And um, he was also, and I was training him. And I didn't, but I didn't know that he was a rapper. So when I got him ready for his fight, his first fight, he says, Coach, I can't go. I'm like, what do you mean you can't go? He says, I got a show to do. I'm like, what kind of show? He says, I got a Christian rapper show to do. I'm like, you never told me nothing about this. So I said, I'm going to go see. I went. Um, He blew me away. And now he is a Christian rapper. He was the first rapper to went into Africa and did a mission trip. That's awesome. Yeah. And now he uh, already done finished um, nursing school, so he's a nurse. And he's married. And he's got two kids now, you know. And the same thing that I had him doing with me, going into schools and giving his story. Mm-hmm. Now he's going into schools and doing motivational speakings. And he's got his own boxing team. That's amazing. 
So, That's how God intended it. We yeah, get disciples sure. and then we disciple. Yes. And I brought his mother and his father back together because his dad had stayed in Cincinnati. The mother came to Florida. And I, I kept talking to him and stuff like that and got him back together. Praise God. You know? And that's where so, you have to have that, your relationship with God and the family and sure. the church and then the community. It all ties. You know, and there's three or four others that I did the same thing. And, you know, they married and done things, good things, and they're doing good things. So um, I have no regrets of, oh, I shouldn't have brought that kid in. No. Mm-mm. So my kids saw where my heart was. Mm-hmm. And now... Um, and your kids, you have seven of your own, I have five seven of my own. sort of adopted, yes. so you yeah. got 12 plus. Yeah, plus. <laughs> and then for the last five years, up until last year, I did foster care. Oh, wow. I had a seven-bedroom uh, house in on off of 87 in Navarre, uh, right, on, right on the water, <clears throat> and I had um, five teenage boys. But that the, that five teenage boys turned into about within five years we must have had 18 because they would lie to me and state would lie to me so we can you just have this one for a night yeah 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 man they had me had so many boys in that house and so but, but you can handle i mean i, I also want to make sure the audience <clears throat> understands you are actively doing security. You are actively. There's things that people can't do in their twenties that you're to, doing now. But, but I didn't go to sleep. I couldn't go to sleep. Them boys, are, and some of them still got out. You yep. know, they climb out the window, going through. Man, they. Oh my goodness! But I had a great keeps time you young, though, right? It keeps me young. Yeah. So you know, now at 66 years old, you know, people go, "Man, when are you gonna slow down?" I'm like, I don't think of age at all. I'm still able to put my gear on and spar with guys that's getting ready for a championship or fight. I can get out there and show people they want to run faster. I can teach them how to get off the line because there's secrets of getting off the line faster and get out there. You know, um, you know, as far as the training, you want to build, you want to lose, blah, blah, blah. You know, God just gave me that itch, man. And I'm like, so I got clients 90-some years old that I work with. And then I got kids seven years old that I work with. And everything you know, And everything else in between. Let me ask you a question about that. For you, mm-hmm. you have a very strong mind, and more than you got the Holy Spirit. you got yes. God that's, that's fueling you. Right. But what are your daily habits? Because most people want success, but the truth is they're not willing to do the work. Yeah. And they think, I can do the same lazy effort, and I'm going to have phenomenal results. Well, that doesn't work. No. What you put in is what you get out. You right. reap what you sow. Yeah. So for you to be this remarkable man with all of these accomplishments, thank God, mm-hmm. what does your daily schedule look like? And maybe it was different when you were 35 yeah. and maybe now 60. Yeah. You know, what, what's a daily day look like? Well, the difference between now and, and then was when I, when I had my own gym, I would pretty much be in my gym about 5 o'clock in the morning. Because I want, I feel if you, you want to train somebody, you want somebody to come in, you want the atmosphere to be right and ready, you know, mm-hmm. not getting there and they're waiting for you to come lo- unlock the door and you have to turn the lights on and get the air ready. No, no, Mm-mm. everything should be already got good, nice music playing, mm-hmm. motivational music playing. Oh, and then again, it depends. In early in the mornings, it wasn't no 
uh, classes um, that early, there was just personal training people. So there's certain people that want to hear this type of music, certain people you want to hear that type of music. So it all depends on the clients that you had. Mm -hmm. But you want to set that tone. So the difference between that now, then, then now, then, then now, is it's it's my it's my duty. I don't look at it as oh I need to go make some money, mm -hmm. because if I looked at it that way, I wouldn't I wouldn't be where I'm at right now, because I don't charge what personal trainers charge. Mm -hmm. I got a guy stand, working right beside me. Let's just let's just say this. He's he's making three hundred and fifty dollars off of maybe five sessions. Mm -hmm. I get maybe two hundred dollars a month. That's just the way I roll. Now, if I know that person can really, really afford it, yes, then that's a different story. But most of the people I I'm I'm dealing with. It's not there. But what about it's your either. personal schedule? Like what you're doing is, oh. I hear what you're saying. You're saying you're helping people because it's the right thing yeah. to do and you want to help people. Yeah. And I can sense that from you from the moment yeah. I met you. Yeah. But for your daily to be <clears throat> 66 years old, still kicking butt and taking names, literally, how yeah. do you keep in shape? And start with physical because that's the low-hanging fruit. As far as physical, um, um, I work out with my clients. Okay. You know, because I know if I can't get it in the day, because I got four jobs. So from six o'clock in the morning till about nine thirty ten, I'm training people. That's, okay. That's from Monday through Friday. Then I go work at my church either 11 or 12 till 4.15 or 5.15. Then I leave there and I go home, get a little rest. And by, if I don't have nobody to train in between that, I go home and get a little rest. Make sure my kids are okay, and then I go to work, do security from nine o'clock at night to two in the morning. So I get home about two fifteen, two thirty, whatever. Set my clock, boom, 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 for in the morning. I got to be awake by five forty-five to be to the gym to train my people. And have you always been that way, where you didn't require a lot of sleep? Ne never. I've always been that way. I was doing. I have a, when I lived in Tampa. Um, I have uh, one of my students has a private investigation business. Mm -hmm. So I did investigations for him and I had to follow people around. I remember one time I had to get in my car and follow this guy all the way to Miami. I'm thinking he's going to settle down and go in the hotel. He signed up to go in the hotel, stayed, I think he stayed 30 minutes. Next thing I know, I'm following him to Disney World. And I had to stay there five days. <laughs> That's awesome. He saw two different women in five days. Man. But I had to, I had to record him and take pictures and all that stuff. We got him. But yeah. So, I mean, you know, but this is what I used to do back in the day. And I did that five or six years off and on, still fighting, still doing all the other stuff. I just like doing different things and just keep moving. As long as I can keep moving, I'm fine. So do you have like in your mind, like every day, it may not have to be at 5 a.m. or 9 a.m., but I have to run three miles or I have to get <clears throat> some cardio. Is there something that you each day daily disciplines that you adhere to? Yeah, when I, when I get off work, well, I play pickleball. I play a lot of pickleball. I've never played, but I've heard that's Man, quite if intense. If you pick the paddle up and you play it, you hit, you won't ever put it down. 
I've heard that you can be like 70 years old or you can be 25 and it is competitive. One of the guys that I played in the tournament with, he was 74 years old and we won the tournament (laughs) because I had the mobile, the mobile to to move and catch balls that he could never catch and they, nobody could catch, you know, and I knew how to place them once because I, once I run, I done left that whole area. So I got to place that ball where they can't get it. So I give me time to get back where I'm going, you know, supposed to be. Okay. You now know? let me help me understand because yeah. I've never played pickleball, but I have played racquetball. Yeah. yeah. And that's the strategy of racquetball. I've, had play, I've played racquetball too. Is that similar then? It's a little bit. Okay. It's more well, the strategy of racquetball is you stay still and make the other guy run. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that is that pickleball? Well, that, the thing is, is angles. Because you, if you can, if you know how to angle the shots mm-hmm. uh, to give the guy, because if most guys don't have good backhands, so you always hit it against his backhand. You know, mm-hmm. he's got to always do this. You know, and if you can't get there fast enough, you got him. But if you keep serving him this way to here to his power, you know that's not good. <laughs> you know, I do a lot of lobbies. I'll hit that ball way up, and they got to wait for it to come down. And for some reason, people don't know how it gets them all off. It's the timing's off. Yeah, and then they got to hit it. That's you know? All right, so, so you stay in shape. Yeah, you stay do in that. shape. And I do that, and um, what I have, else a, I have a pit bull, and you know, I run with him. You okay, know? how do you run every other day? Every day, I would do. I would say other, every other day. Yeah, too much on the ball. My run. son, because my son, the one that just got out of Air Force, he's in. Um, uh, Air Force. He's in at the Duke right now. He's uh, um, and just to give a shout out to all you kids, you got yeah. your oldest daughter. We discussed. Well, we got my my yeah. oldest son. Okay, he's uh, the wide receiver coach for um, Florida Atlantic University. Okay, and then I got my oldest daughter, and he's in Boca Raton, and then Delray Beach, and then uh, my oldest daughter is in Jacksonville, and then I have another daughter. Uh, Jade is in. Um, uh, in Annapolis, Indiana, with her mom, okay. and she's got a little girl. My 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 oldest son got three boys. My oldest daughter has two girls, two two boys, and then my uh, Jade, she's twenty two. She's got one girl. Okay, okay, and then my um, uh, my twenty year old daughter, she's going to college in in uh, Tampa. Okay. You know, um, and then we have uh, e, uh, uh, EJ, which has just gotten the Air Force, and he's doing um, reserve right now. They're trying to get him to switch over. Mm-hmm. And then I have my 17-year-old Micah that's home, and I got my 13-year-old daughter, Destiny, which is the baby. So you have so your hands full Four girls still. and three boys, you know, and, um, you know, and I make it a point that we have uh, – a Cisco family day once a year, you know, because I know it's hard. They got their mm-hmm. lives and stuff like that. But once a year, we're going to get together and have a Cisco family day. And they all agree with that, you know, so. That's awesome. So all the family, the kids, the grandkids. Yeah. That's excellent. Now, um, I remember reading or hearing that you were born, one of the things you were born with, high blood pressure? I was born with high blood pressure. Is that still an issue for you, or is the exercise? I don't know. As long as I exercise and do what I do, I don't have no problem. I'm not taking the medicine, that's for sure. Really? <laughs> and I'm still kicking. Yeah, I mean, that's it. I mean, <laughs> I don't I don't know what the, I don't even know what the symptoms is, because... There's no symptoms. When I, when I, uh, 
I remember when they first checked me or whatever, I was 200 and something over something. They go, man, you need to be in the hospital. And I was I was good. I was fine. Wow. Yeah, that's insane. But when they found out what I need to do to keep it down, then I'm okay. You know, so now I know what to do. And what is to do? Well, to do now is just make sure I stay in great shape. Um, Don't eat a lot of salt. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't eat a lot of salt. I don't eat pork at all. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, of the salt because, content, yeah. not because of religious no, reasons. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Just no, want to no. clarify, because we no. had audience members of no. all sorts. But you know what? I, I was uh, a Muslim for two and a half years. Really? Yeah. Now you say was. I You're was. no longer. No longer. Okay. No, nothing, nothing against the religion. It just, I, as a fighter, number one, as a fighter, it's hard to be a Muslim and try to train for a fight. Mm-hmm. Because you can't eat certain things and this and that and all that. I'm like, no, I got to have my meat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yes. I guess so. Um, and plus, at that time, I was chasing a girl. Yes. And after that, I'm like, well, I'm going back. <laughs> so it wasn't a relationship with God. No, really, it was a relationship really. with yep, Cindy. you're right. That's right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what her name was. If it was one in a cabillion, that was it. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. So you keep yourself in shape. Your yeah. blood pressure falls into place. Yeah. And you have... Do we talk about all seven of your kids? I want to make sure I don't. We don't. Yeah, you yeah, we talk boy, about yeah. boy and girl yeah, in school. Boy girls, yeah. And then um, right now you're currently working right on. Now, I'm, I'm currently working on two different, well, three different things: my book mm-hmm. and the, the book and the movie. Because when I was doing Miami Vice and and all that stuff, I had the guy that was the producer of of. Rocky Four, I think it was Rocky Four. Probably the the most known one with the Russian yeah, Dolph yeah, Lundgren yeah. and Sylvester Stallone. So um, he said, "Man, I, I, for whatever reason, he was sitting there. He was at Miami Vice. He was mm-hmm. on Miami Vice, just just hanging out with with uh, Phil Collins." Because I did another episode with Phil Collins. I was. Uh, I think I actually remember that episode. Yeah, not of you because I didn't yeah, know you then, yeah, but I remember right. the Phil Collins episode. Yeah. But I was a bodyguard. And uh, I, I had to throw the guy off the dog on uh, two-story building in the pool. And not awesome. you know, so But anyway, that guy was there. And I was telling my story to Phil Collins and him. And he goes, man, that would be an awesome movie. So he gave me his number. Phil Collins gave me his, his number, too. So, but the, the, the outfit I had on had no pockets. So my, I had my brother on set with me. He was doing Miami Vice. He was a snake guy. And... Um, I said, man, put this in your pocket until after yeah. we were done, right? Man, we got done. We're getting ready to go home for the day. I said, give me my numbers. He couldn't find them. I could. I didn't talk to him for almost three years, man. I was so mad yeah. with him. That was before so, the internet. You can't just reach out. You just can't reach no out. No social media. Yeah. But anyway, so... It, so if Phil Collins is listening by any chance oh, in that he, director, yeah. he really wanted right. to call you. Sure. Yeah. Reach sure. out now. Yeah. All right. So you're working on the book? So I'm working on the book. The I'm working on the movie. Um, the, or, I'm working or, or on the, um, the arc of the motivator. That's what I want to call it. Okay. Yes. And then um, we need an, uh, a sports arena in the Okaloosa area where it, it's an indoor. Because we have a lot of people come in this area, want to play sports, but they can't stand this heat, man. Mm-hmm. I'm 
people tell me all that man i i almost died out there i can't do this and i love to play you know so i'm looking for a place right now and i got uh people that uh that has uh, deep pockets and i have people that you know in the city that's looking for the right place to put it and do we have to build a building they're looking for land stuff of that nature mm-hmm. so um but i just know that that building will pay for itself within a couple of years because we're not only going to have it for the sports we're going to have it for entertainment so we'll be able to do banquets weddings um uh fights um uh concerts you know so it it'll it'll be always something going on there other than just during the week you know just uh, uh pickleball volleyball indoor soccer or whatever and then we'll have the gym there too okay yeah so right now if i'm hearing you correctly if people want to reach out and talk to you uh what's the best way to connect with you whether it's just to get maybe some personal training where it's, yeah. it's guiding and guidance and advice or whether it's to say, Hey, I believe in this project. I yes. want to get involved and help that Opelousa right. community yes. uh, through the ministry we were discussing right. earlier yes. or through the sports complex. Right. How would they best reach you? My phone number is eight five zero four two eight nine seven zero four. Okay. You know? And then are you on social media at all or you stick to old, old school? Well, I mean, I, I got, I have, um, I have, uh, um, your Facebook or LinkedIn? I have Facebook. I have uh, Instagram. Okay. I, I think I have a tweeter, but I don't know. About that. <laughs> I'm not sure so, how you can get on that. What I'll do then is I'll post with the podcast yeah, your okay. contact yeah, info. So if right. people want to get involved, they yeah. can. Mm-hmm. And um, I really thank you for being here today. I do have some more questions, yeah, but I ahead. do not want to exhaust you either. But No, I'm good. Do you take any uh, – you're a guy yeah. and you're in great shape. Mm-hmm. And as men, we start, you know, we're in our 20s and we mm-hmm. do great. 30s, we continue to abuse our body at our yeah. physical peak. Yeah. Then we get our 40s and there's a legitimate, yeah. whoa, what just yeah. happened here? Yeah, right. Do you take any supplements? Do you take any any kind of uh, vitamins do, or do you just go natural and eat well? Well, look at me <laughs> and look what I've done. Everybody feel that I'm a walking billboard. So everybody – Contact me. Take this. Try this. Do this. You mm-hmm. know. Sp- you know. Sponsor this. Endorse this. You know. So I've tried some things. I mean, I've done Herbalife, uh, uh, Vasalis. I've done. Uh, oh my God! Like, it's it's like fifteen or twenty. Yeah. yeah. So but I've tried. So I don't really don't know what's working. <laughs> no, I really don't know what's working because. But I do like. You know, I have tried some stuff. Um, I just don't know what works. I, I just because I'm at a God has me at a point where I'm always up, mm-hmm. you know, and no matter how tired I am, but if I got to get up and do something, then I'm gone. Mm-hmm. I don't need something to get me going. I just go do it, you know. Mm-hmm. So I would love to find the right product, you know, that would work. But I don't, I don't know what that product is. Right. And then I've just so, tried so much. But what you just said, it's just a lot of it is how God built us and the abilities He's given us, and yeah. we can always take it a step or two up. Yeah, but right. We can't. Yeah, like sure. I'll never be an opera singer, yeah, brother. Right. I'll never be a navigator. <laughs> just how it is. But at the same time, 
you're healthy yes. and you're not against taking no. supplements, but there's no. not one magic bullet that, no. that beats age or stress no. or, all right, that's, I just wanted to ask that. Yeah. I think, I think yeah. guys like me look at guys like you and we think, wow, that's yeah. amazing and remarkable yeah. how I mean, I really feel uh, when I get 72 years old, I don't think there's going to be much difference in where I am right now. That's yeah. the way I look at it. My yeah. uncle is like so, you. He exercises, yeah. well, not in the sense of he does yeah. kickboxing yeah. tournaments, but right. he exercises every day. Mm-hmm. He makes sure that he eats healthy. Yeah. And he was just down here and he is remarkable mm-hmm. shape. Mm-hmm. He, he's healthy, young, energetic. Yeah. So it's a mindset. Like yeah. I think you alluded to earlier, you didn't right. say it. It's yeah. Age is just the it's mental just state. It's just the number, man. Well, let me ask you this then. Two more questions. Mm-hmm. Number one, when you were growing up, what's maybe just one lesson you're like, man, I wish somebody taught me that then, but I've learned it in my adulthood. What's a strong lesson? The one thing that I wish that I have learned was to stay in school and get the education that I should have gotten. Because especially if you want to be in business or whatever, um, you got to know what you're signing. And this is reason why I don't have the money that I used to have. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a guy that was, uh, he was supposed, he was, I guess, I don't know if he's supposed to be my agent or whatever. But anyway, he let it roll and uh, he was taking 45% off the top. For years. And you just trusted him. And I just trusted him. Also, after three or four years, I got a letter from Uncle Sam saying, I owe millions of dollars. So those cars that I told you I had, those homes I told you I had, Mm -hmm. you know, all that stuff just wiped out, you know, and a little more of my bank account. I mean, when I was, you know, when I was getting married to all these women and stuff like that, and if I felt that it wasn't working, I made sure I left them happy. I'm going to give you a home. I'm going to give you a nice vehicle and some money in the bank. Bye. I didn't like try to like, you know. <laughs> I know what you're saying. No, yeah. no. Especially you have my kids too. Boom. Yeah. People don't understand. I paid child support until I was 60 some years old. I paid for, paid child support up until I was 60 some years old. Mm-hmm. You know? So, um, and it's not that. I wasn't paying. It was just they jumped a gun and it, because they were just mad at me and just got child support on me. And because there was no records of me taking care of my kids, they had to up. Gotcha. You know, so I had to, if they were eight years old or nine years old and they called child support on me or four months, whatever, whatever it was from birth, that's what they're going to charge you. You owe. And that's how I got. So if I'm hearing you, I want to repeat back what you're. What I heard you say is, even if you are a great blank, yeah, you need to be a balanced human. You need yes. to go to school, or even if you just get the education, you can self-educate right. now through the internet. Yes. But you right. need to be aware of the accounting. Yeah. You need to be aware of where the money's right. flowing. Are right. the taxes paying? Personal right. responsibility. Yes. And then at the end of the day, you can trust people. That's right. But what is it? Power corrupts, but absolute power corrupts absolutely. I tell people in business, you know, at least checks uh, once a week, you go, whoever's running the books or whatever, 
get them in there and have them go through everything. Exactly. And yeah. how many times, I mean, how many stories do we hear this over and over? It's not like you fail. It's right. just you are a trusting That's person right. yep. and that, unfortunately, was something people exploited. And, so, all right. Well, thank you for sharing yeah, that. For sure. And the other thing, the yeah, other thing, the other very important thing is don't look at the outside. We have to stop looking at the outside because there's some people that are so beautiful on the inside and they go through life wondering what happened, what's, what's wrong, why I can't find somebody that's good, you know, other than somebody that just want to just get by and get what they want and blah, blah, blah. So just really find the person out from the inside first, you know, because there's beautiful women on the outside out there, but mm-hmm. they, they're looking for the wrong thing. You yes. Know? So, and I'm not saying all women that's beautiful on the outside. Of no, the I know what you're saying. But um, just, just try to, just try to find the person on the inside first. You know. Yeah. If they were burned in a fire, would you still love them and be by yeah. their side? Because I and I know how that feels. Because uh, I have, I've thrown, you know, women away from me because I was only looking for the outside. And it was the worst thing I could have done. Oh, Thank you, you for know? sharing that. Because yeah, no people problem. need to hear that. We yes. live in one of the most superficial sure. societies oh, of all time. Goodness. We have yeah. wealth. We have entertainment. And we tend to focus. It's so easy to focus on the outside. Mm-hmm. And that inside, that heart, the character, that's what God looks at and what we need to look at. Came well, into that. is there anything else I haven't asked you that I should should have of like to help the audience, to help you, to help just glorify God? Um, I you know I get a lot of people like like I haven't like last night was the first night that I ever went out out in almost wow three or four years. Okay. Because when I was younger and I was out in the world, I mean, I stayed out in the world. I felt if I wasn't out in the world, I'd miss something. So I didn't get home to three or four o'clock in the morning and have to get up and go, go do my thing. Now, I don't, it doesn't, the taste is not even there. It's not even there. So last night, and the only reason why I went, because a friend of mine was, doing the Elvis impersonator and he always man give me a, if you ever get a chance please come see my show <laughs> and so when they told me last night that I didn't have to work I'm like let me just go and check this out and it was nice it was awesome to you know to be able to get out and the, and the people that's out there in the world they miss me you know and I understand that I missed them too but it was okay it was really nice to to be because and this this is the this is the this is the kicker right here. Everybody that they in, introduced me to, and I could this person could introduce me to somebody or their friends, or I could go over here and the same thing. But everybody did the same thing. This is Cisco. He's a man of God. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He's not a dancer. He's not this. He's not that. He's not a world champion. The first thing they said, he's a man of God. He loves God. That's how they introduced me. If they can put that on your tombstone. Amen. I'm, 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 <laughs> Not I'm that your life hasn't been remarkable, <laughs> yeah, but none no, of that no, stuff's going to impress God, no, except do we love right. him. So that's the, sure. that's the end day. Well, listen, Cisco, it is a pleasure to not only have you here, but <laughs> yes, to man. hear my friend. Yeah, and, uh, for sure. 
I uh, just want to say thanks again, Shout yeah. out to our sponsors, Tell Staffing and HR, you Payroll, Workers' Comp, Human Resources, Employee Benefits, Staffing. So they do stuff go. not just in the city, they could do it anywhere? They have a footprint in 16 states currently, okay. and they do a phenomenal job. Okay. It's not like cookie cutter where you must go by our rules and our standards. So if uh, let's just say if I get this business going, blah, 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 and I need someone to handle it, they'll, they can do it? Absolutely. Okay. We have um, some of the larger uh, not-for-profit okay. organizations yeah. in the area. Right. Right. They come to tell. Yeah. They're like the go-to company. Yeah. And I personally, yeah. many yeah. of them my clients, yeah. um, they are excellent at supporting nonprofit ministries because they know what you need and they also know we can structure it where there's certain levels of protection especially for religious organizations they can structure it where everything is legal and by the book but you can still adhere to your principles and your standards and there's no lines crossed so there that's where i'm saying a lot of companies say here's the plan take it or leave it Mm -hmm. but tell says as long as it's legal Mm -hmm. we're going to bend over backwards Mm -hmm. to make sure you get what you need to successfully run your organization and instead of you being wrapped up in the red Mm -hmm. tape Mm You're free to go yeah. focus on the purpose, right. not on the details. That's great. So it's a great organization. And then the other one is, I'm um, good. So when this yeah. starts up, we'll no, talk. No, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm psyched. Yeah. I know it's going to happen. Exactly. I just need to know where to go. <laughs> exactly. And we'll try to help you with that yeah, outside of this conversation. Sure. And then also, um, special shout out to Pest Safari. They are amazing at what they do. Again, they're located in Pensacola, Florida. They handle the surrounding area. So for those of you nationally listening, I'm sorry. But if you're in Pensacola, uh, amazing organization, amazing family. They actually created patents. So in Pensacola, Gulf Breeze, Florida, Mm -hmm. you have a person who's not just good at what they do, but they're an expert at what they do. So to all our listeners out there, thank you. We look forward to seeing you on the next podcast or hearing from you. You can reach out to me on social media or you can reach out to me at Dave at DavidPasquale.com. And we wish you only the best. Thanks again, Cisco. Amen. Yes. The Remarkable People Podcast. Check it out. Remarkable People Podcast. Listen. Do. Repeat. For life.